Hey everybody, Brother Boggs here, checking in. Just want to let you know that coming up March 28th at Greg Davis Park, BeastNet, along with our friends over at West Coast Obstacles, are putting on a wonderful workout the weekend before the Spartan Seattle Super, and you should join us. Find out how on our Facebook or at www.westcoastobstacles.com. Intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Pretty Mike here on BeastNet, and this week's episode we got with us Scott DeFanes Knowles. I'm probably messed that up, but from the IMA Spartan podcast, Scott, let everyone know who you are. So I am Scott Defane Knowles, and a lot of people ask me what Defane is. So my mom's name was Faye, and I guess she thought it would sound masculine if she added an end to it. So it was something I got picked on a lot as I was a kid. So I've embraced it in my 40s. Well, I've been embracing it for a long time, but I'm 40 now. Uh, I yeah. live in South Georgia, the great southern part of Georgia, and uh, started getting into running back in probably my early 30s, and I found OCR in 2015, man, and I haven't looked back. Nice. And I was, So I work for a, the hospital I was born in. That's how small my town is. And uh, my mom said it was must have been destiny because the day I was born, she said the air conditioner wasn't working in a room. So, uh, <laughs> so, so like I said, you know, I, I, I work, I'm industrial maintenance by trade and I worked for Alcoa for about 10 years and uh, that mm-hmm. plant went under. And then I worked for another uh, industrial plant, Delphi, where they made uh, car batteries. And it was just a temporary thing because they were going out of business too. And so after that, I started working for the hospital here, you know, and the hospitals just, you know, got one of those things where you go to the cafeteria, you swipe your badge and you get whatever you want and they take it out of your paycheck at the end of the week. So I gained a bunch of weight, you know, the first few years working there, you know, I got up Mm -hmm. to about 230 pounds and, you know, one day I was like, man, I got to do something. So I started running, you know, and then I started working out. And some buddies at work, you know, said, hey, why don't we go do an OCR race? And once we did that, and I was already a runner and, like, doing 5Ks. And I, at first, I was like, well, I don't want to go out there and, like, trash some good running shoes and, you know, some good running clothes and stuff. So, you know, I figured, well, I'll try it once, you know, just because they're asking me, you know, just their friends. It's probably mm-hmm. fun. So I went out there and did it. We got crushed. I mean, it was super cold. It was Atlanta. 2015 it was a sprint you know and we were helping a lot of people out we stuck together the whole time and i think it took a lot like two hours and this was back when the sprints were like five miles too but it was a long cold day but after that man i was i was a kid on the playground and it was like this is what i've been running and working out for for like the past 10 years you know and like it all clicked yeah it was just oh yeah uh, it changed my life I know what you mean. That's uh, that's kind of sounds a lot like my my journey into it. So so you, you said your first one was in Atlanta. So is I, I know your 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 podcast is I am a Spartan or yeah I am a Spartan. But have you is Spartan all you've done, or have you stepped out to some of the other ones? Uh, yeah, I mean I've done. Well, I went to 
tough mudder this world's toughest mudder this past year and you know this was the first year they did that hot lap where you could actually mm-hmm. like run the world's toughest mudder course on that friday before the race and then i volunteered the uh next day at the race and um that was really cool and i've done savage and i've done terrain several times and um i've done rugged rugged maniac yeah and they're all good uh, that's... i enjoyed them all terrain's kind of oh, they easy, are. but i mean it's it's, oh, it is. You mean it, it's cheap? It's fun. What it is, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's fun, and I and that's kind of one of the things is I mean it's you you get lucky on us over there on the East Coast. You have Savage. That's one I really want to do. But over here on the West, you know, West Coast, we don't have it. So there's a couple of you guys have Savage, Bone Frog. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. done Bone Frog too, and it's pretty good. I would say Bone Frog is it's kind of like a Savage and Terrain mixed together. Whereas, like, okay. they have hard, challenging obstacles. But, and I think I went to a race that was, it was the same weekend as World's Toughest Mudder a couple of years ago. And uh, they didn't have a lot of people there. So it was kind of a, kind of like, it wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of hype there, you know. And some mm-hmm. of the obstacles did seem like they were put together kind of on the cheap side. Like, they were using, like, industrial shelving and putting the obstacles <laughs> like on the frames of these industri- industrial shelves. But I mean, they yeah. were very challenging, you know. And I mean, Savage was just like a Savage is it's got a lot more grip obstacles and they're they're more upscale, you know, and it's a it's a fun time. But I mean, I guess what I love about Spartan the most is it's like an awesome trail race with obstacles whereas yeah. All, most of the other obstacle races are an obstacle race on the easiest path they can make. You see what I'm saying? Like, I oh no, I, I yeah, trail running of Spartan, and yeah. they just find. I mean, Spartan just puts their races on epic venues, you know. And I enjoy doing the mountain races, you know, and doing the climb. And I mean, that's exciting to me. And like Savage, they go to the same venue every year here in Georgia. It's in Dallas, Georgia, which is outside of Atlanta. And it's a great venue. You know, it's like a horse park type uh, thing. They actually have some of their obstacles that just stay out there all year round, and they come here twice a year. And uh, it's a good race. Oh, wow. And But, I mean, and they have a lot of good specials. But, you know, I mean, I'm just a maintenance man, you know, that doesn't make a, a lot of money. So I always go the Spartan route because you buy that pass, and you can really get a lot of races out of that pass. So, you know, yeah. so it's it's hard to, you know, do that and try to get to as many of those as I can and then do all the other brands around that because, you know, if you don't have, you know, good discount codes, a lot of those races will get over $100, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's – Oh, yeah. And that's me. For me, it's uh, Spartan. I've done 35, I think. And I think I've only paid for three. No, oh, wow. So because a lot of volunteer, I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, I volunteer a lot, and then I do the uh, uh, street team. I've been part of street team since 2015, so I get a lot of free races that way. So I volunteer a lot and do a lot to get free races. So yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I couldn't afford Spartan. And I mean, I've you know, there's a lot of local races that we have around here in Western Washington that you know have come out that 
you know, through the podcast or through other means, I've been able to, you know, be a part of, you know, volunteering or helping them and end up getting, you know, either free or discounted races. So, you know, it's, you know, it's an expensive hobby. So, I mean, just the gear alone can cost, I mean, I think I have four pairs of uh, OCR shoes because I have so many weekends that, you know, I do double races. So I always have an extra pair that I can put on so that I'm not wearing the wet, nasty ones from the day before. So it's always for the wet, nasty ones from the day before. (laughs) I know. I always, I always have a second pair that, well, part of the problem too, that I have is I had a severe foot injury a couple of years ago. And because of that, um, my foot will swell up really bad. Yeah. My, my foot will swell up. So, um, I usually have one pair that's a size nine and a half. And then I have another pair that's size 10 and a half that I'll wear on the oh, wow. second day because my feet will actually swell up to a whole nother size, but in that second day. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I usually so like just, rinse them out and then let them dry. And then I'll put them on the air conditioner in the hotel room. There you go. <laughs> that's got to make a fun smell in the hotel room though. I have like, I mean, I can smell, but I kind of have like a bad sense of smell. So, you know, it usually works out. Yeah. Hey, as long as you get yeah, my wife wouldn't out. let me do that. Yeah. Women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh. can't live with them. Can't live without. Exactly. I volunteered for Spartan a lot in 2015. And I think I might've even done some in 2016 as well. And the reason why mm-hmm. I was volunteered is because, I bought, I didn't buy the pass in 2015, but I bought it in 2016. And then they started like, then, you know, it would over, it didn't, it would overlap. So like if you bought it in July, it would last you until July. And now the pass goes from like, you know, January to December. So I would always get the volunteer codes to make up for those extra races in between like the dead season down in down here in the mm-hmm. southeast so when they changed the past to a yearly thing i quit volunteering then and but yeah i remember the good old days when you could do a build shift and you get two free two free races and yep. that was epic and oh, now, you get two I free mean, races and a, and a hoodie yeah and now they give you just an open shift race and i don't they give yeah. you like a credit score or something sometimes it really depends on what you do. So, and that's one of the things I've actually, I haven't done anything but street team since 2017 or 16, one of the two. So I think it was, it might've been 16 is the last time I did an actual normal shift because now I just do street team for everything. And usually I would get enough credits for me the next year, plus a few extra races that I would pass on to people. So, right. So how does the street team work? I know you, that's like the people that are right there, like as you're walking out, they're handing out like the stickers and trying to get people to sign up for races and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, that's where it's been in the past. Um, this year from, I haven't done a street team uh, yet this year, but I hear that it's different. They actually have them in different places now. Um, and they're using them different, but in the past, that's what it's been. And then we'd also do like any expos, like, you know, like rock and roll marathon. When they have an expo, we would go there and, you know, volunteer and get people to sign up for Spartan. And we'd end up getting uh, hours that way. And for every eight hours you earn, you know, that you work on street team, you get a free race. So, oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Man, let me yeah, tell you, so, and I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to change, but. Like, and this might have just been because it was a their, you know, their end of the year big deal event. But 
I volunteered at World's Toughest Motor, and it they you, I might have just got all these perks because that was their big deal race, you know. Yeah. So, and I worked obstacle. Um, I just was at the obstacle helping out the obstacle, and I think my shift was like maybe ten, ten to eight, or ten to ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was quite an eight hour, uh, uh, twelve hour shift, but it might have been like a ten hour shift, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get there. And like they give you a hat, they give you a beanie, they give you a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt. They fed you like three meals and had like tons of snacks. They gave you like a thermos that said "World's Toughest Mudder" on it that you could put like hot coffee in or like make some oh, soup wow. in because all this soup you could make and stuff too. And I mean, it was just like it was totally just different. And you got a free race code. And I mean, just getting all this stuff for doing the same amount of work that you would at a Spartan race, you know, I mean, it was just, I mean, they treated their volunteers like very, very well, you know. And that's what I heard about them. Um, but I mean, the thing is, in all reality, they, they ended up, because what, they just went bankrupt. And I think it was just announced this week that Spartan yeah. got the okay to, to buy them out of bankruptcy. So, so yeah. Spartan so pretty much owns Tough Mudder. I remember when Spartan, I remember voting or, you know, volunteering and getting like one of the food trucks, they'd bring a food truck in oh, wow. and feed us from the food truck. So, I mean, that was, God, that was Montana in 15, I think Shoot, when they brought us out, you know, <laughs> oh no, I don't know. See, that's funny because I hear the opposite from most people that from us West coasters, we say everything's better out, out East. So, <laughs> but like so. the build, build crew, we always ate good on the build crew, but like on an obstacle, like on an obstacle, like during the race, if you like worked an obstacle, like they'd just give you a, yeah. an apple and like a ham and cheese sandwich, you know? <laughs> See, and that's, I, I don't know too much about that. Cause most time for me, I only volunteered build, you know, cause I right. was usually doing street team during the, the race weekend. So I'd always volunteer yeah. build. So, cause I know building Seattle in uh, 16, I think we got, uh, um, they made chili for us. I mean, it was nothing really oh, fancy, dope. but I mean, they made chili. So when we came in for lunch, they had big bowls of chili with, you know, cheddar cheese and all that, which I mean, was pretty cool, you know, but now yeah. I know most of the time it's just, you know, now it seems like it's like you said, PB and J and that's about, you know, that's about it. Yeah. I think they made us like Brunswick stew one time. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But I think the last time I <sighs> last time I worked the field crew was at Wintergreen. Last year they were there. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I was trying to think. I was gonna say the last time I think I volunteered was before I broke my foot. So and I broke my foot in sixteen. So yeah. sixteen or seventeen. How did so, you do that? I was trying to remember. Um, it was a work injury. Um I was on a ladder that was uh I went to climb a ladder. There was cracks in the the locks that I couldn't see from my position. And as I climbed the ladder, the locks basically bent up and gave way. So I ended up, as I was climbing, it was an extendable ladder. The ladder came down and yeah, extension ladder. So as it was sliding down, my foot was between two of the rungs and it basically guillotined my foot, um, breaking the second, third, fourth, First, second, third, fourth, and fifth metacarsals, basically all the way across. Um, 
And the one person who witnessed it said that when they saw me fall backwards, because of course, once it hit, the pain made me let go. And I fell backwards. And he said, when I fell backwards, my foot was still trapped. And he basically watched my toes touch my heel. Ooh. So my foot completely tacoed. And I, I knew it was bad when I was at the hospital. And the nurse was looking at the other nurses going, come over here. You need to see this when they were looking at my x-ray. So, so it was, it was a pretty severe injury. I got lucky because I never had to have surgery. Um, it, it missed the joint by just enough that I didn't need surgery, but I still will never get, they said, I'll never get the bend out of my foot, you know, and the push off on my left foot. Like I, like you normally get, so I'll never have that strength back. So are you able to run? Not very well. That's been my biggest problem is trying to get back. Um, when that happened, I was mm, probably down about 190 when I did that. Um, and since yeah. I've done that, I'm about two, 270 right now. And part of my problem is, is I can't, trying to run, um, if I get more than 20 feet, it feels like, you know, I've stepped on a, a, a very large nail and it's jammed through my foot. So it's been very tough to get back. So, and for a long time, they thought it was, uh, it was because of the bone injuries. And now they're just, you know, in the last, it's been about a year, but it's still been hard to get fixed is they're figuring out it's more the soft tissue injuries. So it's more the ligaments and everything else is what I'm having problems with. Yeah. Because they're just not, nothing's back to where it should be. And it's, Basically, you know, I'm being told that it probably never will be. So I'm just going to have to learn how to deal with it or learn how some way to be able to make it be able to run without the pain. So, but they don't know if that's ever going to be, that's ever going to fully happen. So right now I'm on a, um, on weight watchers of all things, trying to drop some of the weight because I think if I can get get rid of some of this weight, the the other parts, the cardio, I can come back and do more of. I've been working on some cardio on, you know, the elliptical I can do pretty good. The uh, the bike I can do okay because that you don't have that foot movement. But running right. on the treadmill, it'll just it just kills me. So it, it's tough. It's really tough to come back from a a huge injury like that. And I think I, I underestimated it. It is. I think I underestimated quite a bit because I only had a boot on for about nine weeks. So, and I actually, I don't know if you've heard, I went and tried to do Hawaii with a boot on. It didn't quite work very well, but yeah, I, heard <laughs> I, you know, but, uh, I only had a boot on for like nine weeks, but part of the problem you run into is because it was a work injury. L and I, it's, we have a labor and industries here instead of OSHA. They only get you pretty much back to the point of it, point your, your job of injury and once you go back to that they don't do anything so and i was Uh, a i was a manager so my job of injury was sitting at a desk so once i could walk normal again they're like yep you're cleared see you later so i never had any physical therapy never had any of that so it's all been by myself trying to figure out the physical therapy and doing it alone without you know because insurance doesn't want to pay for it because it's an existing injury but now and i doesn't want to pay for it because i'm back to my job of injury why would it matter you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I just got to, you know, and I've spent a lot of time, I made a lot of bad choices after it happened, you know, with my health and kind of giving up. Yeah. When something like that happens, you know, I mean, when you've gotten to the point where you find something that you like to do in fitness and then you get some nagging pain or an injury that comes up and you can't do it, it's frustrating, man. And that frustration, 
will will lead into a depression, man. And dude, I'm mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably just like you, man. I'm a stressed eater, dude, man. You put a cake and some yeah. pizza in front of me and I will tear it apart. And I mean Yeah. So I mean and, and that's kinda where it went. Yeah, I got a bad stress fracture in my tibia and I couldn't I mean, I couldn't run and he said, Just take about eight weeks off, you know, and you'll probably be able to get back into it and man, it was probably a year before I could start running again and it not just kill me. You know, and then yeah. you and then I had IT band syndrome really, really bad, man. And it's it's frustrating when you're seeing all your friends going out there just running all the mileage they want and not even complaining and you can't even run a 5k without you know feeling a crap load of pain and and then it's it's oh, yeah. bad man and and it's hard to lose weight you know and it seems like the older you get the the harder it is man and, and temptation yeah. is it's a mother man when you're trying to lose weight man especially me because when i work in a hospital like there's tons of free food all the time mm-hmm. you know like sales reps come in and i work in a building it's like a bunch of little doctor practices. It's like a specialty building because I'm over these two buildings outside of the hospital and drug reps are constantly coming in and like feeding the doctors. And I'll walk by the area and the nurses will be like, go in there and get you some food. There's some cake in there, some donuts in there, you know, and man, it's hard to just say, no, I don't want it. You know? Yeah. I uh, trust me. I know you food. No, you don't. That that was me too. I, my mom's from West Virginia. You don't. You do not waste food. Um, yeah, because yeah, I do. I'm a safety. I, I a safety professional for work and construction, and I do a lot of teaching. And just like the last couple of days, luckily the last two days, the the food that they brought in for the students was healthy. You know, the the one day it was chicken and wild rice, and yesterday it was flank steak. But then this morning, the class I was teaching, they brought in Krispy Kreme. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I can't, I'm not exactly. I'm like, I'm not supposed to have that. But then on the Weight Watchers, luckily it gives me kind of a thing on the Weight Watchers thing. I'm trying where I can be like, fine, I'm going to, I'm going to have this, even though I shouldn't, but then I, I document it and it tells me, okay, since you had this, this is kind of what you can have the rest of the day. So, you know, it doesn't, it, you what just got to learn that if, you know, use Weight Watchers to uh, lose weight. And it worked pretty good. I mean, it, I think they've changed it like three times since I did it. That was yeah. probably like 15 years ago. And it teaches you how to eat healthier. It really does. It does. And that's one of my friend's uh, wife's did it. Um, and she lost like 80 pounds. And partly, you know, it was oh, wow. one of those things that she liked because it's, it's a point system. And you, yeah. the way they do it now, you have so many points. And this is your points for the day. And now with, you know, cell phones, it's great because you can just scan stuff. And it tells you, okay, this is your, you know if you eat this, this is how many points it's going to be, you know, towards your points for the day. So you really kind of, you budget yourself on it. It's like this morning on the Krispy Kreme, I wanted the apple fritter because I love apple fritter, but an apple fritter was, you know, 16 of my 50 points for the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. But the, you know, the plain one was eight. Yeah. Yeah. The plain one was eight points. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can do the eight points and, you know, deal with my, you know, so it's, it helps you kind of like really look at food in a different way that like, okay, if I eat this, that means I, I have to, you know, but it also doesn't make it so that you're not eating. Cause there's a lot of zero point foods, but all the zero yeah. point foods are like bananas, uh, fruits and are all fruits and veggies. So you can eat as much oh, wow. fruits and veggies pretty much as you want, you know, yeah, but I wasn't free when I was doing, um, <laughs> man, see the, the bad thing about donuts and like cookies is, is, 
a lot of times I'll tell myself, well, I'm just going to get one and I won't eat anymore. Yep. And then I'll be like, oh, man, that's so good. And then I'll eat like five more, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't it's, know how you know, many not times, it's a, it's know how like many cocaine. times I've gone into a Krispy Kreme and that hot light been on and I'll oh. get a dozen. And I'll eat a dozen all by myself. I mean, it's not a big deal. Like my record no. is 24 donuts. It oh, yeah. Especially when they're hot. Yeah, if you're man, getting them and they're just, they just cooked them, I will, yeah, if they, oh. they just cooked them, I, I could eat 24 easily. So, yeah, man. My I'm stomach would hate here. me and my sugar would, but yeah. Oh, so am I. So, and that's what I have to watch. And that's why I like the, the point system, like I said, with Weight Watchers is great because it gives me, I have to, you know, budget my food because it goes by like how much you're eating. Like, you know, like I had a steak for dinner. But it tells right. me, okay, if I have a three-ounce steak, this is so many points. You have a six-ounce steak, it's this much points. And then it's like, you know, you kind of, you budget in your, your points. So it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it helps me keep track of what I should and shouldn't be eating and, you know, all that. So, which is good for yeah. me. I'm, yeah, I need that, especially with all the driving and stuff I do for work. And I'm really bad about packing food. Yeah. So, and now, because I have to keep my points, instead of going to like a, you know, taco time which actually i don't even think you guys even have taco time in the east coast but uh or something like that or burger king or mcdonald's oh there you go but yeah instead of going to one of those i'll go to you know stop at like a safeway and buy a fruit cup because right. it's like i can eat all of this you know i can eat one of these and it's no points and it's not going to ruin my dinner so it's yeah. it helps you really think about it so yeah and fruit cup that just so. sounds fun <laughs> it does it does so <laughs> Yeah, but man, that's always a challenge for me trying to eat right, man. And then like if you if like if you get up in the morning and like you go in and eat breakfast and it's uh, like this morning, like Greg, which is one of our managers, he brings in all this sausage, you know, and like sunbeam bread that he had left over from last night for all of us to eat for breakfast. And, you know, I'm one of those like if I eat bad one meal, I'm like, screw it. I'll just screw up this whole day and start over tomorrow. And that's exactly what I did today. That's me. I'm the exact same way. I, I am so, and that's why I like the Weight Watchers because if I screw up a little bit in the morning, it just means, okay, I made this mistake. I just have to budget differently for the rest of the afternoon where every other yeah. diet I've been on, it's like, well, this day's gone to shit. I'm out. And, yeah, you know, well, like since I had that, yeah. Oh no, for me, it would be, oh, well, I screwed up at breakfast and had a donut. So now it means I can have cake and ice cream for dinner and lunch. <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> go big or go home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to eat cake, you got to have ice cream, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those. It's like, you know, if I make, if the day starts bad, I'm just going to like, well, I guess this is a throwaway day. And yeah. now uh, with the Weight Watchers, it isn't so much because I'm like, okay, well, I made a bad choice in the morning. That's how many points this is. It just means I have to budget myself better for the rest of the day. So it's, I think it's going to hopefully work well. So, yeah, uh, I'm hoping it works and I can stick to it. Can you still like track your exercise and earn extra points with yep. it too? Oh, you can. Cool. I've actually, I've been trying to not use my exercise points. Right. But that's only because I, I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to, I want to make sure that, because, you know, I feel like I would be that guy. Well, shoot, I'm going to go run a mile so I can have this cake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So, and, you know, kind of defeat the purpose in a way that, you know, yeah. So I, I try not to use those points. I have them. They're there, but, you know, but yeah, so I, I don't, I try not to use those. I just kind of ignore those ones. So. But I mean, I'm sure there's going to be times where it's like, okay, I need, you know, for me, it's like after a Spartan, 
if I go to a Spartan race, especially a beast, I will binge eat for hours afterwards. (laughs) It's like, take me to the nearest restaurant and I'm going to eat their buffet. Right now. Man, I like eating Mexican food after a race. I don't know what it is, man. Oh, yeah. Just the salsa and chips, man. It's just so good with a cold glass of water. Just tearing up some tacos, man, and some quesadillas. That's bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm all for that. So we've done that at a couple of races. I think if you do the Vegas oh, race, yeah. it's really good. Uh, right outside of, well, I guess it's Vegazona, as they call it, because it's really not Vegas. It's in right. Arizona. But as you leave the venue, there's a really, really good taco. Like, and I think it's part of the gas station, like taco place. So I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's an amazing taco place. So, <laughs> yeah, and we've gone there a couple of times. The flights are still. See, and I don't go. Get out. They can be, and I don't get out east enough. I want to. Uh, that's something I want to look at. You know, probably for next year is do some more of the East Coast races. Yeah. And it might be, there's a chance my, my daughter might be moving to Florida. So if that happens, then I'll have to go to the East and go see her. So yeah. right on. she going to school? No, she's the, the way she works. Um, the owner is selling the place that she has here and already opened three new places in Florida and wants my daughter to come oh. down and manage one of them. Oh, cool. So it's Florida's like, she already got cool work place. and everything else. For, yeah. I, my wife loves it. So we've been there a couple of times. So but not for races. So I do need to go yeah. East for races, but yeah, we've pretty much been doing Hawaii quite a, quite a bit. So we do that almost every year. So and if I heard about no. that, man, I'm jealous. I would love to go do those races. They look so cool. They are. They're fun. You know what we should do before we split into the Hawaii, let's switch over and have the listeners. This will be the end of the BeastNet episode. And then the rest of this is going to be on the, I am a Spartan podcast. So cool. everybody that wants to hear the rest of this episode needs to now switch over to the I Am A Spartan. Hey, everybody. Just like Pretty Mike just said, head on over to the I Am A Spartan OCR podcast to finish listening to the rest of this episode. If you haven't done it yet, please go ahead and like us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod for your friends over here at BeastNet. And then otherwise, get on over to the I Am A Spartan OCR podcast, which is at I Am A Spartan on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find them over at podcasts.com and Apple iTunes Podcasts. Hey, everybody. Brother Boggs here, checking in. Just want to let you know that coming up March 28th at Greg Davis Park, BeastNet along with our friends over at West Coast Obstacles, are putting on a wonderful workout the weekend before the Spartan Seattle Super, and you should join us. Find out how on our Facebook or at www.westcoastobstacles.com. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.